Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trico Tidbits. That's the show with the awful name, but the awesome guest. I'm joined today by John Giardinelli. John is an attorney, the owner of Giardinelli Law Group, and serves as of counsel to the Tri-Counties Association of Realtors. Now, John was admitted to the California State Bar in 1977, and he's honed his skills on transactions and litigation in real estate, business, and employment law. John, how you doing? Well, good, uh, good morning, uh, John. It's good to see you again. Good to nice see talking you. to you. Yeah, nice talking hopefully, to you. Hopefully everything's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's everything's good. I've got got my health. Got a lot to be thankful for. So yeah, same here. That's uh, that's really the bottom line today, isn't it? That we're we're all operating. At least we're healthy, and so many of our friends and and family are concerned about you know health issues and business issues and so much. It's a, a very interesting time to uh, uh, to be dealing in, in this type of stuff. Yeah, I mean exactly. But, uh, and, and now just, to, I did have a question for you, John. Sure. Right. So John, you've been an attorney for about 43 years now? Something like that, yeah. Okay. So 43 all, years in December. In December. All right, wow. So we're all dying to know, okay, in your years of practicing, what is the craziest case you've been involved in? Um, when I was a young attorney, wow, that's an interesting question. I'd have to really think about it. There have been some... You know, realtors are wonderful for giving me uh, uh, fodder for information and, and for stories. But I have to say that probably the most interesting case I ever handled was uh, when I was a young lawyer and I was working for a trial firm up in Orange County. And uh, I was asked to, to prepare an appeal for a man who had been convicted of first degree murder by injecting bleach and battery acid into his victim and literally burning the victim alive from the inside out. And uh, uh, pretty interesting very, very difficult cases, you can imagine. And uh, mm. I have to say that was one of the more interesting cases from a real estate perspective, just dealing with all the fraud and all the all of the ripoffs. And, and uh, we had a case uh, up in Orange County, uh, not Orange County, excuse me, Riverside County, where, uh, where this guy was uh, basically created a fraud on nurses and, and other healthcare professionals. And ripped off about $180 million worth of, uh, of uh, property from these people. And we were able to work with the district attorney and he's uh, now has a free vacation for the next 70 years. Um, so I guess that was a pretty interesting case that we worked on for uh, a couple of years ago, more recently. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that's good. You're, you're fighting the good fight now and in, uh, in every, uh, every venue then that's good. Now, what, An what interesting life. Yeah. Now, what originally inspired you, John, to become an attorney? Honestly, Perry Mason. Perry Mason. When I was a kid, there was a, the TV show Perry Mason. Uh, yeah. I, I understand the HBO is doing a re, rerun of a, not a rerun, but a, a recast of that show. But the original Raymond Burr, Perry Mason, when I saw it, I always thought, my God, how cool would it be to, to be a, a trial lawyer? Uh, and so that was what inspired me and my, my parents uh, who never went to high school, but both were very, very encouraging of me and getting education and all that. Uh, and then my wife, uh, my, the wife I have uh, for 43 years has been an incredible inspiration to me. And, uh, and so I became a trial lawyer originally and then did that for about 25 years. And then some family issues required that I stay closer to home. So that's when I sort of morphed from being a trial lawyer into what I do today, which is working for well, guys like you. And so that's what I, what I do today. But it was Perry Mason. Perry Mason. 
right? That's that, that's that's where you you get your gravitas when you're talking about these things, right? Just the idea that maybe I could do that too, you know? Yeah. As you mentioned before, when we were talking before the show, no one's ever accused me of having a loss for words. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun uh, cool. to get I that like degree and try my first case and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. All right. And, and now, John, I do have one more very serious question before we get into uh, the, the matter that we were going to talk about. Why scuba? Why scuba diving? Uh, it's I, I did it for the first time, oh gosh, 30 some odd years ago in Jamaica. Uh, I was the only uncertified diver. And I've always been a swimmer. I was a lifeguard, actually, at one point in time in my life. And uh, just the idea of being able to breathe underwater and see the things I've seen and uh, just now, of course, being older, it's something that someone my age can do. Uh, it's not, it, although it can be exerting, uh, I try to stay in shape, but it's uh, just the, the thrill of seeing things for the first time, you know, that uh, I've never seen before and some of the danger that goes with it. And just, uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful world underneath that water. Yeah, it is. Okay, great. So now, now, now that we've got that, uh, it's it's good to really paint a picture of, of who is John. Uh, I did want to, you mentioned um, some of the scams that are going on right now, and then we've been talking about that in the past. Uh, you mentioned there was a, a new scam that was arising on Craigslist. Can you tell me more about that? Scams on, on consumers. First of all, be, because of the way we're all functioning right now, for many, for the last number of years, We've been moving from a, a, a storefront to a uh, an online retail uh, uh, society. And then, of course, right now with the pandemic, where uh, more people are working remotely than, than ever before. And so there's much more opportunity for the bad guys to do bad things online. You know, they can hide behind their computers. They're really smart. It's one thing you need to understand. And as far as the Craigslist is concerned, it's a rental scam. Basically... What they do is they search through uh, the multiple listing service for people like yourself that do a lot of uh, property management or people that are trying to rent out their houses or their condos or whatever it might be. And, and then they assume that identity as the, as the landlord or the property manager. And then they put those listings on Craigslist, but they drive the traffic to them. And of course, what ends up happening, it's very complicated, but what ends up happening is an unsuspecting victim a tenant will uh, rent through the, the bogus scammer and then will that poor tenant is paid um, a deposit, sometimes first or last month's rent, maybe more, uh, thinking they're getting a house. They, they set up these bogus contracts. Sometimes they are even able to get them uh, entry into the property. So you have the landlord as the victim, the property manager, and then, of course, the prospective tenant who's paid out all this money and has really purchased nothing. And uh, I just wrote an article, actually, for, uh, for, well, for guys like you. We're going to put it on your association's website uh, about, about that whole scenario because it's, it's really it's taken on such a, 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 wide, uh, a wide, it's become such a wide problem, I should say, that, that a lot of things are being written about it. And so the, the people that manage property, either landlords who manage their own or property managers need to understand how they can protect themselves because it's really, uh, it's become quite a major issue. It's been around for a while yeah. uh, in various forms. Once these guys get caught, 
they figure out how they got caught, and then they fix it. And like I said, these are smart kids. These are, you know, guys that rob you at the 7-Eleven store. These are pretty smart kids, and they know what they're doing. And uh, so you've you got to be careful. There's all kinds of ways you can protect yourselves, but if you're in the real estate rental market, you, you've got to be aware of that scam, especially from a landlord perspective, but also from a tenant perspective. Yeah. Um, to make I mean, sure that, you're not that's incredible you're because you've got it's incredible you've got a, a a tenant spending their their hard-earned saved money and, and they have now have no claim on that property they're just out you know two three thousand dollars or more right and if they can get access because of the eviction moratoriums you know the the police may back off and say you know what this is civil matter you guys handle it well the landlord's stuck down because the landlord has really no remedy until the court's lift uh, the ban on on evictions and who knows how this is all going to turn out but it's it, it can be prevented there's just a couple of things people can do but uh, you number one you've got to be aware of the problem and those of you that like yourself that do property management uh, on a regular basis need to understand you know that this is, is an issue that requires some vigilance uh, putting signs on the property pointing people to the right property manager or the right rental agent, um, checking your lockbox periodically, uh, just things like that that will uh, that will make it uh, a little less likely. That uh, and just making sure that the, as you're if you're a tenant, that you do a little double checking. If something looks too good to be true, oftentimes it is. You know, sometimes these guys will will attract traffic by putting properties out there maybe a little below market rent you know, offering good terms, because what do they care, right? Ultimately, yeah. they're not going to be responsible for anything. So, yeah, it's something that you can really uh, uh, get stuck in, but it's also something you can prevent uh, fairly easily um, by just being vigilant. I see. So, and then uh, I'm hearing they need to just be involved, have a professional who is uh, who is monitoring the property, uh, who's uh, labeling well the, the ways to get a, uh, get a hold of the correct parties. I mean, it's just being very active and professional in the process. Couldn't agree more. I, I own some rental units, as you know, and, and uh, I'm a lawyer, been a lawyer for 40 years and know how to handle these things. And I use a property manager because no matter how much legal knowledge I have, there are things that a, a good quality property manager can do, including taking responsibility for protecting uh, a landlord in situations like this that even a lawyer is not set up to do. And so, yeah, I personally, in, uh, in fact, I exchanged correspondence with, with my property manager this morning, and it's just nice to know that I've got somebody like, uh, like them looking out for me and protecting my interests. So, uh, and then, of course, there's the time. I don't have the time to deal with these issues, and so things that get put aside sometimes end up being um, a real problem. So yeah, I use the property manager and I think a, a good quality property manager is worth that small percentage that they're gonna take for, uh, for taking care of things for you. Excellent, I see. So, and uh, John, in addition to that, that we're seeing with the rentals, are there any other scams that we need to be aware of as, as property owners or consumers right now? Absolutely, there's, again, uh, I have a son-in-law that works for Google and we talk all the time about, you know, security and, and online presence and, and, and all that. It's become, well, it's the new, 
you know, you, you wouldn't walk into a, a dark alley with a, a bunch of cash. You would take precautions to you protect yourself. Well, everybody today is using online uh, purchasing, right? You're all, uh, the mall has gone online, so to speak. And so you've got to be aware of those kinds of scams and, and, and people stealing your email, your identity. So a couple of current scams that are going on. Uh, the FBI has been warning people about a retail scam where, where it looks like you're getting discounted information regarding Costco, Amazon, one of the big ticket people, and it, you know, they're offering phenomenal discounts. All you got to do is click on, give them some information, and suddenly they've got your identification, maybe some of your money, and you get nothing in exchange. So be very, very cautious. Uh, I, I was speaking with my wife this morning about that very subject, and because she doesn't click on, she's very careful. Basically, it's that old. If it looks too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. So be, be careful of the, the retail scams that are going on. Make sure you are very, very cautious about handing out your credit card and other personal information. Um, there is, um, uh, there are issues where people will send you an email and it's somebody that you know. John Yakub sends me an email. Well, I know you, John. I've known you for, for quite a while now. But, but, but when I look at that email, if I were to click onto it, I'm not clicking onto an email from you. They've changed a little something. And now I'm clicking on to one of the bad guys. They're now in my system and they're able to suck out all the information, particularly problematic if I'm a business, but even a personal person. We've had you know, people that will call or send you an email saying, hi, John, how are you going? And you want to click back and say it's, it's well, particularly if it's somebody you know. And next thing you know, somebody's got your information. The, that's called phishing, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. And then, of course, if you're selling real estate, or involved in a bank transaction of any kind, you got to be careful that the instructions don't look fishy. I know that uh, when I recently purchased a property, um, the escrow company checked, double-checked, and triple-checked to make sure that these instructions were my instructions in terms of transferring uh, money out of the bank where the funds were being held. So you got to be extra careful. CAR, your uh, trade association, has a wonderful document called the Wire Fraud Advisor. It's a great document uh, that, and, and there's one that applies to both rental as well as purchase transactions. Because let's face it, a lot of the people are transferring billions of dollars today by electronic means, and so. Um, you, you got to watch that stuff very, very carefully. So those are some of the um, some of the scams that are going on now, and it's basically the, the, the common to the common topic is called cyber fraud or cyber security, huh. and it's basically anything to do with your computer, your iPhone, you know, even your Facebook and other types of stuff that uh, that people are utilizing social media. You just got to be careful. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, it just—I guess it just takes being very aware, double checking, especially when it has to do with funds. Checking those wire instructions, making sure you're not just taking them from from just anybody. Just don't click on. The bottom line is this: is people like you, people in your generation, you guys grew up with Fisher Price computers, right? I mean, this is this is it's not it's second nature, but. 
people my age, this is something that's been, that's intervened into our lives, right? All this technological stuff. And so victims uh, oftentimes are older people, uh, simply because we're not as sophisticated in a lot of ways, maybe as somebody your age. And then, and then of course, people that may not uh, be as sophisticated, either because of certain other factors, sociological factors, or or language issues or things of that nature. So yeah, um, gotta be careful, but everybody needs to be careful. Um, you need to check, you know, check these things and don't click on it. If you're not sure, you know, then, then call somebody, make sure that these, that, that the information or that the, the contact is, 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 is correct. Again, be careful about the too good to be true stuff. Be careful about, um, making sure that if something does come up, um, I've been hacked, right? My, my wife came in and said, what did you purchase at Macy's, right? Mm. Well, if you know me, you know I don't purchase anything online at Macy's. I never have and probably never will. If I go, go to Macy's, I'm going to go down there and walk into the store. And so it was somebody that had been able to get a hold of our information. I'm not sure how. And uh, we had to have a whole new credit card issue because of that and then so you got to be careful check your check your invoices get your check your bank accounts check you know the the bills that you get make sure that if there's anything fishy that you inquire into it um be careful what you sign uh and what you confirm and then of course uh as a very last resort particularly if you're a business owner um and you're handling other people's money look into cyber insurance it's available now and uh, a lot of businesses are buying it simply because of the extra added protection. So, um, and then read and keep up. You know, the, if you see an article, if somebody, you know, something pops up on your screen and it's from a reputable source and it talks about this issue, read it. it it's good stuff. Keep an eye on it. If you're in a profession like legal, real estate, something of that nature where you're, you're using a lot of online tools, you know, probably your industry is going to be providing you with those kinds of warnings. And of course, if you're a consumer, then just be aware that these things are happening. Certain organizations never send things by email, the IRS, federal government, most of those organizations, the social security, you're not going to get emails from them. So wait, so John, are, are you telling me that when I get a call from the IRS and they're asking me to pay money by Target gift card, that's not really the IRS? That's absolutely correct. Now, if you if you want to send that Target gift card to me, I'll double check it for you. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> I'll send you the receipt. No, it, it, you're right. It's these guys. What, what needs to be understood is these guys are smart. They understand what you understand. Things like algorithms. They understand. They could they could set things in motion. And they're very patient because if, if they just press a button and skim through the system and somebody clicks on, it's kind of like setting out a trap and hoping that an animal will crawl in it. Boom, now you've got the animal. And they can make tens of thousands of dollars. As you know, John, because we've talked about it, there have been trillions of dollars worldwide that have been stolen in one way or another through the Internet. So it's a real serious problem. People just... Yeah need to be so, careful and and what i'm hearing is it really comes down to in addition to new opportunities like cyber insurance there's it really comes down to common sense to uh uh you know if it sounds too good to be true it probably is uh to double confirming you know, if you receive that email from somebody give them a call make sure that was them right. just 
some of the some of the the tried and true methods to make sure things stay safe. Right. You know, slow it down a bit. You know, particularly with your online shopping, your online credit card purchases, with obviously real estate if you're dealing in, in rental properties or escrows. But but even a, a, a basic consumer just needs to be cautious about uh, the internet. I, that doesn't mean you need to be paranoid, but just like like I said before, you wouldn't walk into a dark alley with a bag load of cash, right? You wouldn't do things like that. You just you take precautions. And now, just because you're on the internet doesn't mean you're not exposed. You may not ex be exposed to the violence that could take place in a regular robbery, but the result is still the same. You're out of a bunch of valuable stuff. Very true. And so you just need to be careful. All right. Now, John, uh, I, your wealth of information, and I'm hoping that you'll be able to join us again. I do have a tradition on this show that I'm hoping you'll indulge me. I'm not sure if you're aware. I'm going to share my screen with you, and if uh, there's going to be a quote. If you would read that quote for a minute, grok it, and then if you would give me a great dramatic delivery, I would be very appreciative. Okay. All right. Let me bring this up real quick. <laughs> got that? <laughs> I got it. So you want me to read it back in a, in a dramatic However you'd like Passion. it, let, 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 the, let the muse take you. Yeah, what I'd love is that little, uh, that little, uh, uh, not Star Trek, but Twilight Zone music in the background would be great right now. Yeah, exactly. So, next time a stranger talks to you when you're alone, just look at them shocked and whisper, you can see me? All right. <laughs> Perfect. And, uh, yeah, I love it. You put everything into it. And John, it's always a pleasure uh, talking to you. It's always a pleasure uh, to, meet, to meet with you. So I'm hoping to have you on the show again real soon. Thanks, John. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Anytime, all you got to do is let me know. And, and again, congratulations on, uh, on the expanding family and, and uh, be healthy and be well. Thank you. Same to you. Okay. Right. 